Welcome to the Called Women podcast, a dedicated space for women ready to venture beyond the familiar and embrace the whispers of their true calling. I am your host, Natasha Miller. Join me as we dive into remarkable stories of resilience, celebrating the beauty of blooming in our own time and navigating the sometimes uncertain path to purpose. This podcast is more than an invitation for you to simply step into your unique place in God's story. This is a sacred space where your gifts are not just celebrated, but are needed. So I encourage you not to simply listen, but actively embrace the journey ahead where every episode we are specifically creating for you to make that step closer to fully realizing the extraordinary calling that awaits you. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share a quick secret with you. We have a monthly private episode for women who are subscribed to our weekly free newsletter. So I wanna make sure that you're a part of this community because when you are a part of the newsletter, you're able to submit questions where I will personally answer them on a private episode. So if you have questions about your calling, something you want to be coached through, or if you simply need some encouragement, you want to make sure that you are a part of the newsletter community. Remember, this podcast isn't my podcast. This is our podcast. And I want you to get your personal questions answered. The link to subscribe to that free newsletter is in the show notes. It's also pinned in our free Facebook community. Now let's jump into today's episode. All right, you guys. So we have another fiery, amazing woman here on the Call to Women podcast. And I have the honor of speaking to the amazing Brittany Badgett. And Brittany is a speaker. She is an encourager. She's a poet. She is a mental health advocate. She's a woman who really advocates for healing in the minds and the souls and emotions of women all over the world. And I believe that her story of answering her call and saying yes to God in the midst of transition and seasons is really going to be an encouraging word to your heart today. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. How is your morning going? It's been good. It's been good. Busy as always, but nothing that is not manageable. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. Well, again, this is our very first season of the uh, Call to Women podcast. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here is because you are a woman of extreme depth and transparency. And what I love about your story is that you've always been so open to sharing the broken parts of your story with other women in hopes of encouraging them to keep on the journey of, of living on and trusting the Lord. So when we first met, right, in the uh, TOU days in the One University, can you share with us what type of woman were you in that season before you joined the one university? Yeah. So I got to think back. That was some years ago. Um, <laughs> okay. So that we're talking like 2017. Yeah. I think that's when I first uh, started to come to TOU. And I think I I had found myself in a place of just kind of going along with the flow, but then also kind of knowing like, 
I had these dreams and desires for my life. Like I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a family, all of those things. But obviously like what I was doing on my own and how I was going about things, it wasn't necessarily getting me to the journey. So I think I was also coming into this place of realizing like, okay, you're probably going to have to try something different if you want to get something different. Um, And so when I stumbled across TOU, I think like most people, when I first found it, I was like, oh, what's this? This looks cool. See all these people posting their pictures. I'm like, okay, I could, you know, I like pictures. I could do this. Um, But it obviously turned out to be so much more. But I would say that I was probably in a season of just trying to figure out like, what more can I do to get me closer to the goal that I have not yet already done? Uh, So would you say before you joined the one university and you were exposed to that community as a woman, were you like fully walking in your identity with God? Like what's your journey with the Lord? Um, we love to hear more about that. Yeah. So no, I wasn't. Um, so I like to tell people that I was born in church, um, because I have gone to church my absolute entire life. Uh, when I went away to college and I was no longer living under my parents' roof. I roof. I did take some time off. I kind of had this mindset that like, I have this like stockpile of Jesus. I have been in church all of my life. So therefore, you know, I can, I can stand to not go to church for a little while. It's going to be okay. Like God understands. Right. Um, and so I stopped going, but that did not last very long because I am a church girl at heart. And so for me, I quickly started to feel like a void and an absence where It was apparent that me not being in like-minded community, aka church, was uh, it was something that my spirit needed, and so I went back because I was like, okay, I tried the life. That's not that's not my life. (laughs) So I went back, and I think you know, for so long, like many people, when we are growing up, we are serving our parents' God. We are serving the God that they're telling us about. We're serving the God that we see in church, but it's not until we have our own intimate experiences with God that we start to serve God for ourselves. And that was kind of where I found myself. At one point, I was like, okay, I've been going to church. And you can get caught up in doing the motions that you negate or neglect having an intimate, authentic relationship with Christ. And I know for me personally, that's where I found myself. I was like, I've been in church my whole life. And, you know, when I stopped going, I realized how much I needed it. But I still hadn't quite tapped into Christ as like my Lord and Savior, Christ as my father, and just that intimacy that the relationship really calls for. Um, And so I'll say like my journey with God has been just that. It's been a journey. I think, you know, I have uh, seeds of rejection and seeds of abandonment. And so you know, when you grow up with those things, you you sometimes adopt like an orphan spirit and you inadvertently and subconsciously treat God a certain type of way based on your human experiences. And if I'm honest, I feel like I've done that with God, where I've pushed him away in seasons. I've came back in seasons. I've been afraid to be all of who I was in seasons. And so it literally has been a journey, um, if I'm quite honest. Yeah. No, I love that because, you know, that's what it frankly is. I was listening to um, a podcast even earlier this morning, and he was talking about his journey with, you know, growing up in church. And he had this dream and this idea in his head that if he got married and he had kids and he had the job that he wanted, that, you know, Christianity would be easier. And when he was able to achieve those things, he discovered, oh, my gosh, this is hard. Like life is hard. And I think the comfort in, you know, this life is that we have Jesus, right, to be able to help us during those moments. So I love how you just even talked about 
you know, the journey, the hard parts of your story and actually coming into the realization of who Jesus is in your life. So when did you become curious about what he would have you to do? Um, because yeah, yeah. Cause I know your story from like childhood all the way up to now. So if you could kind of give us like of like a quick version of kind of unlocking in certain seasons of your life of kind of getting the clues of, okay, God, you're wanting me to do X, Y, and Z, or you're calling me to X, Y, or Z. Yeah. That's, that's also a loaded question for me. I think that it probably wasn't until the last couple of years, like two, three years that I've really started to hone in more in depth. I think before that I'm a creative. And for those of us who are creatives, like we can just do so many things. And so it's always been a struggle of mine to figure out, okay, God, I can do this and I can do that. And I can do that. And I can do these things well, but what exactly do you want me to do? Like right now, like, can you just audibly tell me like in this season, you are supposed to go and do And so for a lot of my journey, I didn't do anything because I did not know exactly where God was specifically saying, like, go do this. I teach um, education uh, of interpersonal violence in my day job. And one of the things that I tell people is that, um, or maybe that's not where I tell them. I don't know. But I tell people this. Maybe that's not where I tell them. But I tell people that just because you're called to something, I mean, just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you're called to it, right? And for me, I feel like I struggle with that a lot. So I've always known that like God had a greater purpose for my life. And people have always prophesied that over me. Like it's always been something that I've known, but I've sat for many years in this place of confusion of not knowing when to do these things that people are telling me that I'm supposed to do. Like you're supposed to, you know, be international and go across the world. Okay. That's great. But like, when am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to do that? There's just so many questions. So I've known for a long time, like I'm called, I'm one of God's chosen. I tell, I tell people like I'm one of God's favorites. I've known that, but I've always kind of been stuck in this place of like, but when God, but how God, like which gift do I use? Like which method do I use? You know? So in the last like two or three years is when I feel like God really started to kind of hone in. And I'll be even more specific within the past year. I've started to even get even more specific of like, okay, this is kind of like where you're you're leading me. And I'll just pause right there and say that I feel like for many of us, we get caught in this place of we want to know the A, the B, the C, the D, all the way through to Z before we actually decide to move. And one thing God did with me was he was like, I'm not giving you that because that's what you want. You want me to just give it to you. And I'm not like you actually just have to start walking. And as you walk out light, the Bible talks about um, how he illuminates our path. He's not going to light it before you start walking on the path. You've just got to go. And I've actually become more obedient <laughs> in the last year or two. And so God has been able to start illuminating as I've started to walk. So good. I have two questions for you that came to mind when you were talking. One was, have you ever taken the Enneagram? And if so, what number are you? (laughs) So I did. I did a long time ago. And for some reason, like nine is sticking out in my mind. And I don't remember if that's accurate or not. I I feel like I took it when I was into you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been been a couple years since. But I don't remember exactly which number. Okay. But two, would you say, because I love your honesty in this, right? Because I feel like at certain stages of our life, we should know what's next or we should know what, you know, God wants from us specifically, but it really is like this, 
it's this removing of layers. It's this removing of mindsets. It's like this uh, simultaneous um, season of like healing. And I know even for me, there's just been moments where I'm like, God, I'll be honest, Brittany. I'm like, I'm tired of this healing process, right? I'm like, it should be done. We should be Listen. moving. Listen. And But the thing is, is though, is that I believe that there's a timing though, because even you saying in the last two to three years and one year specifically, right? In this year, that it's been really more clear, right? But you had to go through those two years before of kind of not knowing exactly, but having to follow kind of blindly. So what would you say just even in this last year, because what I'm hearing too, there was a level of conviction of holy conviction, right? Of where the Lord was highlight. Okay, daughter, this is the way. So how has that process been in the last year of, of him unveiling that to you? Yeah. So first to the, to the point you just made, there was a level of conviction and I sat in this place of conviction because I knew that I am absolutely living beneath who God called me to be. Like I am just not meeting, like I am not meeting the mark. Like God specifically chose me. He called me, he gave me an assignment and I'm just not doing it. And so I sat in this place of conviction of like, okay, God, like I'm just not, I'm not living up to who you called me to be. And there's so much more that I should be doing that I should be becoming that I'm just not. For me though, the last year um, has been filled with therapy. It's been filled with therapy and it's been filled with Jesus. And even more recently, it's been filled with reading. And I will be quite honest, the, the intersection between Jesus, therapy, and reading has absolutely illuminated things in my life and gave me more of a confidence of who God says that I am and more of a confidence to go and start doing the things that he said that I should be doing and could do. So that for me has been like my secret recipe, Jesus, therapy, and reading. That is so good. So how did you come to the knowledge that that was the secret sauce to what he's stirring in you? Because I feel like this can really help a lot of women because sometimes we feel like we have to immediately go do the thing. We, we have the prophetic word. You're an international speaker. You're a poet, right? You're like, okay, let me write poems. But in that season, God may be moving you another direction to really heal your soul and knowing that certain activities, right? Like reading, therapy, um, and Jesus has helped build that inner strength in you, you know, like to actually do the thing these to do so how did you unlock that what was that like so I think it's important for us to first realize that anything God calls us to do comes with a process okay it's it's very rare that God's going to call you to do something and you don't have to process through it in some way shape or form for many of us we like to just kind of jump right in the thing but one thing that I'm learning is that sometimes your healing is a, that's a part of the process and in order for God to uh use you to the maximum capacity that he desires to use you there is a level of healing and wholeness that you have to attain what I am not saying is that you will be 100% whole before you start to move, because that is not, it's just not possible. Um, and there are just some things that we're ever evolving through, ever healing through. But for me, I started going to therapy because I just realized that there were things in my life that just were not right. There were things in my life. I am married, been married. We're going on year five next year. And I, you know, there's just certain things that you don't know exist about yourself until you are living in a very close community with someone who is literally in your face, calling you out on your stuff and triggering the things in you that were able to lie dormant for so many years because there was nobody there. And so for me, like the, the things that was coming up within my marriage, um, 
I have a, a baby turning two next year. The things that came up for me as I became a new mom for the first time, like all of these things stirred me into therapy. More recently, though, I would say literally even in the last six months, uh, my therapist and I have been just kind of doing the, some inner child work, some parts work, and really just kind of like learning to understand me even more. And I have been so amazed at how much learning about myself has unlocked this confidence in who I am and where I'm going. Um, and, and to be honest, like I wasn't always uh, consistent in therapy, but I realized that inconsistency did not breed results. So I went from going like whenever I felt like it to literally I'm on the couch. Well, not really. It's, it's telehealth, but I'm on the computer every single week now because I need that time to process and to continue to learn me. As I um, journeyed through this year, I came to a place where I was like, I want to start reading again. And I'm interested in books that are also about like self-development. So uh, I, I listened to Nona Jones, Killing Comparison a while ago. But then the first book that I ended up picking up coming back from my reading hiatus was called Uninvited. It was learning, learning how to feel loved when you're lonely, uninvited, and essentially rejected. That book just started to like swirl so many thoughts. It's so good. It's by Lisa T. So good. And then I read Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. And all of these books just started to like, they just started to do something where I was like, oh God, like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I, I really want to move for you now. Because as I came into my healing, I like God started to speak. And he started to tell me things about how my calling was supposed to go forward. And I realized that sometimes God's not speaking because we're just not in a position to listen. And because I was neglecting certain phases of my healing, there were just certain things that I was not ready for. Like he could not give me what he wanted to give me without me going through these last six months of healing and therapy and reading. Like I needed the knowledge. I needed the wisdom so that I can go forth and be who he's called me to be. Yeah, no, that's so good. I actually read that book a few years ago. She's an amazing writer, Lisa Turkers. Um, and I, as you were talking, what came to mind was when we untangle what is like in our soul, right? When we untangle like what we have been believing the lies, because the thing is, is if we hate ourselves and we hate our journey and we live in this place of self-hatred, we're unable to see clearly what he has. So even hearing you talk, which I know is going to encourage so many women is to not reject the untangling that he is doing in your life, right? And the untangling is also called healing and being sensitive to that. So we have been focusing on with as helping the call to women community is um, helping them to overcome like roadblocks that they may be feeling. So even as you're talking about your journey of healing and restoration, what have been some of the roadblocks that you've had to confront as you've continued uh, to say yes to him in this new season? Yeah, I would definitely say that one of my biggest roadblocks has been fear. It's been fear of failing fear of rejection, fear of doing a thing and it just doesn't come back the way that I thought it would, fear of not being good enough, fear of not knowing enough, right? Um, really just this overwhelming sense of fear. There have been so many things that I have created that I have started and I just did nothing with them because when it came down to actually launching the thing or doing the thing, my fear just kind of kept, it kept me bound. Um, and so I think for me, well, I'll say this, I think fear is number one. And then number two, um, 
my lack of identity, not fully knowing who I am. And going back to what you just said, uh, when you have identity issues, what you often do is believe the lies of the devil and you reject the, the truth of God. And so coming into a place of understanding um, who I actually am in God, who he says that I am and learning to reject the lies of the enemy that say, I am not good enough. I am not smart enough. I can't do this. Um, that has helped me um, to start to kind of untangle and go around some of these roadblocks. Yeah, no, I love that because that was kind of my next question is, you know, what did you do to overcome those roadblocks? So I hear you talk about things that you've created and you've um, stopped or you've been afraid of of how it would be seen. So in this moment of of, of building up that identity uh, confidence, um, have you been able to kind of more pave the way of like, OK, Lord, what I dropped, I want to pick up. And here's what I want to do. Um, have you kind of been in that place of ideating and creating again? I not yet. So I have been in the place of seeking God uh, and determining, OK, Lord, like now what? Like I'm in this place of I'm finally starting to see like who I actually am in you. And I'm actually starting to believe like I'm pretty dope. Like so I'm finally getting to that place of like this is who I am. And like I I, I can see like visions of like where he's called me to be. So now we're in the space of like, OK, you want me to do this. OK, how we're going to how are we going to do it? I do have some ideas for some of the things that I have created that I have not done anything with. I do have some ideas for those. Um, and I am getting ready to start working on some projects and stuff like that. But I think for me, again, attacking that identity piece has increased my confidence. And so even now thinking about doing X, Y, and Z is not as fearful for me. Like there's this level of like, okay, I think I actually can do this. And even if I can't, I'm still going to try it anyways. Right. Whereas before, like I wouldn't have done that. I would have just been like, nah, I mean, it looks good, but don't nobody want that. Like, I'm not going to put that out, you know? Um, so I'm overcoming, uh, I'm overcoming my fear. I'm overcoming those identity issues by sitting with God and allowing him to minister to my heart and trusting, learning how to trust him on a completely different level. Um, that's, that's where I am. Yeah. And that's what truly is able to sustain us when the building starts and I think that it's easy to kind of skip that, right? Where it's like, okay, God, I'm just going to do this. Even though I'm afraid, I'm going to do it. But I don't have a strong foundation for it to land. And I do think that in, you know, in this season, the Lord is like with many friends and many, even talking with you, right? Like God is really exposing a lot of lies. And it's like he's wanting to reveals so that he can finally heal because I think in past seasons it was like okay healing is a cool concept it's it's you know popular but people were just using it to cover up their wounds they weren't really walking through the journey but now um I've been hearing words around like God's revealing it so that he can finally heal it to where you won't be able to fall into the same traps that you may have fallen in years past. And I think with like what you're saying in that piece of identity is when you know that God has freed you, right? And that God, and that you just have that connection with him, whatever comes, you can bounce back up because you have that foundation of intimacy with him. And I, and I love that because it helps you to be able to truly show up in a healthy way in every role um, that you have. Um, and then I think too, 
it causes you to not be a shooting star. I, I've always told the Lord, I'm like, God, I don't want to be a shooting star. I don't want to just pop up and then everybody's like fabulous. And then like my life's a wreck. Right. So I see that what the Lord's doing in your life. It's like, no, when I push you out, daughter, like you're going to be so steady that it's going to keep for generations to come. Right. So often in our generation, people use their pain for profit. And so instead of actually healing and actually getting to the root of it and allowing God to do a thing, we go start trying to write books and produce content and make all types of things in the midst of our pain. And while we go through things for a reason, right? Like we have testimonies because we've been tested. We have messages because we've been messed. All of that is cute and it sounds great, but God does not just want you out here launching things off of your pain and just using where you are in a moment to make a quick dollar. Like God actually desires to heal you and don't get me wrong. Like he can still heal you and you can still use that experience to get what you need to get because obviously he allows you to go through it for a reason. But so many of us, we are in the middle of a thing and we, Oh, okay. I think I need to go write an ebook about how to, but we haven't actually healed from it. So what are we telling these people? Right? So I think that's really important. I think for me, even like, God is like, boo, I got you and you're going to use all of this, but there's a season for that. And right now, some of us, we have a Mm. season of sit down and heal. Um, And then I'm going to launch you out to use what you healed from or healed through. And again, there is no perfection of healing. So you're always going to be healing, but there also is a season where baby, you just can't, you can't be out there producing right now. Like you got to (laughs) chill. No, I I mean, that is so good because... (laughs) I mean, like, wait, and even, and I can, and that's what I love even about Call to Women, right? Like, and you've seen my journey, right? To where I feel like this is a place where I can, I can be fully me to the extent to where it's like, okay, whatever my capacity is, I feel like I literally have the capacity for it. It's not just a good idea. It's not something cute. It's something that like I'm journeying with, right? And I remember even just, I think it was last week, a mentor of mine even told me like, um, when there are certain parts of your story that God is still like unraveling, you need to keep them hidden. And I would feel that way even on social media, because for me, like I'm a very empathetic person. I feel deeply. It's like, I go on social media and I'm just like crying or I'm irritated or whatever. Right. And I'm like, but then for me in my process, I just like, I don't feel permission to give everybody everything just because I have an audience for it. When it's like, to me, there's still a level of sacredness that we should keep as women so that we can fully come on the other side. Because if we really want to impact women, right, we have to get to the other side, right? And he's a father. So he's going to give us permission. He's going to say, no, wait, 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 hold that. But you can share this right now. And I think it's even just the place as a generation, knowing that God even has boundaries that he has for us, right? Like we just not out here bossing around thinking since we got the not, yeah, it's, that's a it's whole definitely a part of the process. You have, to, you have to learn but, where you are yeah. in your process and, and trust. Again, I think it also always comes back to that trust. You have to trust God. Like he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to tell you when is the time to talk about what to do, what. Um, but if you don't trust him, then that's going to be evident in how you and how you go about doing things. Yeah. And how you show up. No, that's so good. So. Was there one piece of advice that changed you 
okay, and paved the way for you to more confidently start pursuing your passion so was there anything in your life because I mean you've already given us a lot of dope like revelation in regards to God just walking with you in these last couple of years and even in your life so has there been a piece of advice or information right that really just moved you to encourage you to keep going I'm gonna say there is a concept and it's one that I am still steadily learning, but we have to learn that we cannot always be in control. And for many of us that have childhood trauma, that activates something in us because we didn't have control in many parts of our lives growing up. And so we try to maintain this control in our adult lives, but we don't understand that our maintenance of control is hindering God's ability to do what he wants to do. And so for me personally, one of the things that I am constantly learning and working on is understanding that God does not need me to control anything. And actually my ability to release everything to him is really what upholds me. It's really what keeps me. It's really what gives me what I need in order to keep on pushing and fight another day. It's what gives me what I need in order to pursue purpose and go out there and handle the world. But you have to understand that you cannot control every single piece of the story. But God already, he already has right? Like I was reading um, in the Bible uh, in Esther. And when I read the story of Esther and Esther chapter six is my favorite um, when he talks about Mordecai, but that, that chapter opens up by saying, and that night the King could not sleep. And so many people might rush by that. But for me, that was such an, uh, an important detail of the story because it just reminded us like, he just absolutely couldn't sleep that night. He couldn't sleep because the Lord wouldn't let him sleep because he was about to pull out the books and bring up something that happened five years ago. Like there are just so many ways that God is so intentional about the details of your life. But if you are trying to control every single thing, you're not going to get to where you need to be, sweetie. You got to let God, you got to let God do what you got to do. No, 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 no. That's so good. Um, Because we always can mess it up, right? (laughs) You know, we can go in, put a period, you know, where there needs to be a comma. And it's just like, God literally may just be closing that chapter of your life. Right. And you're trusting him to begin a new chapter in your life to add to the story that he's building for your life. Right. And I think it's like, it's okay to allow him to do that. And I think just even like a common thread, you know, in this whole conversation is being able to trust him to trust him with your life, to trust him with your healing, to trust him with your call, to trust him in the midst of, you know, the processes that he has you in. So we always like to ask our guests a question from the Call to Women community. And um, here we go. I'm going to ask you a question from one of our get from one of our ladies. Um, her question is, I'm struggling with feeling behind in life. Have you ever felt that way? And how did you deal with it? I think, again, living in a social media generation, it's it's often um, something that a lot of us feel when we are looking at our peers and we're seeing the things that they're accomplishing and we're thinking about our own lives. Um, I, growing up, always had the idea that I was going to be married by 25, have my first child by 27. I got married at 31 and I had my first child shortly before I turned 34. Um, And so things just did not line up the way that I thought they would be. And so I think many of us sit in a place to where we feel left behind. I think what's important is to understand, though, is that every everyone has their own their own journey and we cannot 
allow ourselves to get caught in a place of comparison or even from for some of us it's not even that we compare our lives but we look at where we are and we look at all the things that we had to go through and we question like why like I had to go through this and now I'm not where I need to be my best advice to you is just to understand that regardless of where you are it's never too late um this is probably a really churchy answer but God is a God of time and so what you thought would take 15 years he can honestly do in a day And so even if you feel behind when you're walking with God, you're trusting him with your journey and you're allowing him to lead the way you are never behind because he knows and our timing, we have to remember like our timing and what we see or how we feel like things should go. God, he can see from birth to death. So he knows exactly what's going to happen. So I thought that I was going to be ready for marriage at 25, have a baby by 27. God was like, no, you're not. That's not even it. You're not going to be ready. If I gave it to you, then you would probably mess it up because you don't have the maturity to handle it. So also understanding that there are just some things that we don't have because we're not ready to receive them. And being able to sit with that can be it can be it can be a little hard, right? But just trust God and know that um he's got it. And if you don't have it, there's a reason, but that doesn't mean that you'll never have it. You just have to trust that he'll bring it to you in his time. Yeah, no. That is beautiful. Um, way to even end this conversation is on the timing of the Lord. And uh, my hope and prayer for just even this conversation as women listen to it is that they would understand the beauty of trusting God and uh, the joy and trusting in his timing. Um, because we don't lose anything in him. We just keep going from glory to glory to glory. And um, I love that, Brittany. So Brittany, before we get off this call, uh, two things. Um, First, are there any last words uh, that you want to encourage the uh, call to women with? Um, And if so, I'd love to give you the stage. Just that reminded me of a verse that I've actually been kind of like, that's been resonating in my spirit over the last few weeks. And that's Romans 8, 28 for all things work together for the, for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So everything that you've been through, everything that you're going through and everything that you will go through um, at the end of the day, it's always going to be for your good and it's for his glory. So even if it doesn't feel good, even if it doesn't look good, the ultimate, right? The end goal, the end result, we can have confidence and faith in knowing that somehow, some way, this thing is going to work out for my good and ultimately for his glory. Why is that important? That's important because it helps us to know that we cannot give up, that we cannot settle, that we cannot just throw in the towel, towel but that if it's not good yet, that just means that God is not done yet. So we we can't stop, right? Um, and lastly, I want to encourage you that if I could sum up my journey for you, it's simply the word becoming. My journey is becoming, it's ever becoming and it's ever evolving. Um, There is not a place that I have gotten to in my life. And I don't know if I'll ever get to a place to where I will feel like, okay, I'm good. Like this is it, right? We are always on a journey of healing. We are always on a journey of evolving and God is always doing something within and through us. So even if you have found, you find yourself on one end of the spectrum where you just feel like you are a mess and God cannot do anything with you. I was watching a TikTok video actually um, this morning before I got on here and um, there was a, a, a young man who's now passed away. But one of the things that he said was, if God can use a donkey, then surely he can use me. 
And so I'm going to leave you with that. Like if God can use, like if you go to your Bible, he literally used a donkey. So if God can use a donkey, then I don't understand why you feel like he can't use you. I don't care where you've been. Don't care what you've done. I don't care even if it was last night that you did something crazy. If God can use a donkey, he can surely use you and he desires to do so. Oh my gosh. So rich, Brittany. So rich. I know many of you right now are like, how can I stay connected to this woman of God? Okay. Because you see what God is stirring in her heart and that whatever she releases is going to be beautiful. It's going to be rich and authentic and, um, and wonderful. So Brittany, how can the ladies stay connected to you? Yeah. So the best way to stay connected to me is through Facebook. Um, and so you can just find me. My name is Brittany Latrice. So it's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-L-A-T-R-I-C-E. That's the best way. Um, and then, like I said, me and the Lord, we got, you know, we got things to do. So you start there, follow me there. And then as things evolve and I start to really step into all of who I am becoming, um, you'll be able to, to catch up with me there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you for having me. What did you think of today's episode? I hope you loved it as much as I did. If you found any value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you downloaded this episode by hitting that little down arrow wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you have any big takeaways from today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend that you think would benefit from this episode. I absolutely love hearing how you feel about the episodes that I'm sharing and creating for you. So feel free to tag me on social media with any truths or breakthroughs that you have received. I love reading what you find the most value in. Thank you again for being here today. And I pray that you felt the love of God through today's episode. And always remember that you belong in God's story.